Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer, and we're sitting here in spray tans. Yeah, probably a stupid idea. You wanted a spray tan, I jumped on at the end. Well, what am I. My housemate has tanorexia. My mum's grown up with tanorexia, like, which is like when you physically, I know I've had signs of it, where you physically can't be less tan than someone around you. Mm. Like there's a real, oh, you've got a spray tan. I've, I've got to go and put more tan on now. Well, when you're naked in my kitchen, I thought I might as well get undressed too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's also a little bit different for me. Uh, this is the show where, um, oh God, you can expect anything. Uh, we have so many things to say about our guest lives, about your lives, and today's episode is about our lives. Uh, it's called The Catch Up, which wasn't an official title, but it's kind of where we've landed. Yeah, it's like a chew the fat, um, a it's kind of spill at all. And kind of a, a spill about what is going on in our brains and our lives right now. But as Stace just said, this is a podcast channel. Mm. So this is just one of the varying shows that you can get right across the week. There might be some that you're more into than others or you might froth all of them equally. Whatever whatever is there, there may be one of the four or so shows that, that you really dig. Jan Fran from SBS's uh, The Feed joins us on the show tomorrow. You must check her out. She is a pretty cool chickadee and it was mm-hmm. nice to get to know her. She shares a lot about uh, how she got into journalism and how she made her way to hosting um, that show, which is – I'm such a fan of it. It's really, really um, – kind of like a project driven by millennials to be fair um so we'll we'll bring that up um bring that chat up with her tomorrow yeah um there's also posse podcasts that if you've got something on your mind email us hello at thinkergirl.com.au or slide into our dm on facey or insta the guest usually will ask um them a question that's on your mind that we can get their advice for but Mm -hmm. as you said right now what's going on at the moment i want to talk about today where is it and what age or what point in our lives where we stop we stop having the ability to say out loud in front of people, I'm good at that? Okay. Where we stop saying, all right, let me digest that. I want to talk about how I feel that potentially the status of my pubes is a representation of my mood. <laughs> I'm thinking about where mine well, are Well, is that good moment. enough headline for you? Like, you like the beginning of the podcast to be succinct I like the little headlines. sharpies, yeah. like a little bite size, where I can which be- we did. De- we definitely, we sometimes we'll lose our radio craft on this show because it is so relaxed. You can blab and it's on and us. it's loose. But we yeah. want to make sure that we're keeping it tight, tight. You want to keep it tight. Yeah, mm. I like I like the tight headline. All right, so who? I'll go first then, or do you want me to hook around later? No, hook you hook in. Yeah, and then I'll go first, and then we'll wait for the pubies. Okay. I reckon. Um, okay, so the reason that I've had this thought process and this question no, over the people la- over the last I hope pubes is a hook. 
Yeah, because this whole time I mean, I'm going to be talking. I mean, are you waiting 10 minutes to listen to pubes, are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, you are posse. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what? You ponder this posse as I'm talking about, you know, lo- losing your way. Why is so it- high today? What? My <laughs> microphone. I feel like I'm like Dickie Knee sitting behind <laughs> it. I have to put a photo up on Instagram or something. You do look I'm a bit like, more drunk over there. I think I've got an extra book under you there. You have. You've chucked Jamila's motherhood book underneath you. Oh, that Und- feels underneath a bit the better. modern yoga book, hilarious! The the things that we put under the microphones. Well, this book's not. It's actually on these um, microphone ben, stands. My partner's not even mine. What have I got underneath here? Hilarious! The new rules <laughs> of lifting for life is the book that my fucking microphone. Another on. gym one, and I will not be going anywhere near that. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, and Melissa Ambrosini's book, Open Wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, the they're the books currently under the mics. No, um. Ponder this, ponder the pubes thing and how that's representing where you're at in your life as I'm talking about this question too, P.S. Right, okay. Um, I've been thinking about this because I shared a couple of weeks ago the, a podcast that we got a, a massive response to which was around um, passion mm. and re-having to find your passion, especially in times where, um, I don't know, it can be a struggle to, to push through, yeah. whether it be, especially for us from a, a, a commercial or a financial kind of perspective well I think anybody also that gets fired yeah you know that makes you stop and question okay well gotta get a job. I, yeah I still love to do what I do but how am I gonna fucking pay rent yes. or how do I pay bills um, that was episode 46 if you missed it we'll put mm. it in show notes mm. but uh just to kind of reference that back yeah uh, so I've been thinking about since then and I did share on that particular podcast that um, I feel more passionate about what we do here at the Thinker Girls than ever. But to continue continue to do that, I need to pay rent. So I've also had to get rando jobs at a cafe and nannying and blah, blah, blah. And part of me, I was journaling about this last night actually before I went to sleep. Part of me was like, oh, what a, like this is just a waste of time. You know, like this nannying thing, like spending time looking after kids. Like I'm, I'm, I like kids and I'm good with kids, but mm. I'm not like, it's not, you know, some people it's their passion mm. to be childcare workers. Or mm. for me, it's I'm like all this is purely and simply to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of it. And I was pretty upfront about, to be honest, I was pretty upfront with the families that I've started to nanny for mm. when they've asked me why. I've been like, I have a business and and this mm-hmm. is something to support myself financially, and they kind of respect that. I think well, rather yeah, than being like, and I think it's a new a new. A new time. People are driving Ubers to, you know, finance the second restaurant that they're trying to get off the ground mm. or they're, you know, studying while they also are working part-time doing something else. You know, people have the ability and I guess the openness more than ever to, to craft their own way. Yeah. The nine to five is gone. Well, you say that you walk into a cafe and there's 50 people sitting there on laptops. I think as well, as long as you own it, which is probably going to lead you into what you want to talk about, but as long as you own it, you will get respected. I yeah. think sometimes half the battle is you owning it in yourself because if mm. you're owning it, people – well, basically how you feel is how people kind of respond. Totally. You know I mean? And it's been a bit of a struggle to get – there have been mm. times on dates and things where I've met people and lied or feel like, oh, I'm embarrassed about having to do all these rando other things to support what I actually want to do, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like I'm in a place now where – I don't know, even when I began maybe a few months ago, there was not one single part of me that thought, what – what am I going to learn here? Or what can the lesson be here in starting to nanny or look after kids mm-hmm. apart from the cashish, mm-hmm. you know? Like what else am I going to get from from this, you know, from these jobs? Like this mm. is just random, you mm. know? But I have, I have just been so pleasantly surprised at I reckon some of the biggest life lessons I've learned in the last like 
I don't know, 12 months at least have been have come out of come out of nannying out of this job where as a family there's one girl and she's uh, 10 years old and I she is me when I was 10. Uh-huh. Actually me. Singing, dancing and we rehear- we write songs together. She plays piano and I'll sing harmonies for her. She'll constantly be, um, you know, auditioning for things at school. You know, and she said to me the other day, oh, my God, I got a call back and all I wanted to do was call you. And, and I just said, babes, you should because I don't nanny for them on Friday. I said, she goes, it was a Friday. So you should have texted me because I genuinely on Friday thought. She's got boundaries, that bitch. I know, but I genuinely so thought cute. on Friday, I wonder how she's gone. Mm. Like there's a genuine care there. Of course. And which I, which is kind of has surprised me how quickly mm. I've built this kind of mm. um, rapport with her because I think I've spoken a, a lot about over the last six to 12 months again about like refinding and discovering my passion around music and singing mm. and performing, mm. you know, and for a long time I think I've hidden that and blah, blah, blah. And I just see her um, unadulterated uh, joy mm. that she gets from being a performer and singing around the house and I'm like, that was me at 10. Mm. Mm. I'm not thinking about what are people going to think of me or feeling self-conscious about it or, you know, I'm just going to keep this part of my life private. You're not overthinking it. You like mm. to sing so you sing the end. Mm. That was me at 10. Mm. You know, you're not th- you're not um, wondering or having <laughs> – How am I going to make this a big a career? Or, or yeah, how yeah. am I, you know, uh, yeah, how am I going to pay my rent out of mm. this? Or is mm. this a viable career path no, to go down? Or will 10. I be able to support because a family? It's rent-free. Exactly. Yeah, it's the best. And I have just almost come full circle and it's been so beautiful to see this in front of me, this little mini version of Christy in a lot of ways mm. where I'm like it's reminded me to be a bit fearless, you mm. know, and to have an element of play, like mm. playfulness around mm. like and we'll be up there and we'll be waiting at the lights on a busy road and this is me anyway, but we'll be practising the dance routine that we've made up doing our strut walk up and down and she'll be yelling out, more sass, more sass. <laughs> Because she, I just have the best time with her. Like it's yeah, hilarious. Right. It's reminded me of that real, like, unafraid kind of exhibitionist, kind of bossy part of myself. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that was me as a kid. We watch back videos, and my family's like, "Oh, cringe!" Because here's me at the front going, "No, Ashley," to my sister, "That's not what we decide." You know, because yeah. we'd be making up plays and things together. Yeah. Anyway, one thing that this little girl is very, very, very good at is saying out loud to me and to everyone in her life, people around her, her mates, that, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm good at that. And at first... What, like, give me some context. Okay, so I'll say, babes, how did you go at the audition? You know, how did you go for Susicle the Musical? She goes, well, I went really well because, you know, I'm a good singer. Actually, no, I'm a really good singer. You know how I told you I'm a really good sop? Like, that's soprano. And I'm like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I'm thank a, you. I'm a singer, I didn't, thank you. Yeah. But I didn't know that. She goes, I'm a really, you know, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a really good singer. But, you know, I've also told, told you, you know, I'm a good dancer too. And there's no agenda. She's not trying to prove to, she's not trying to stamp her authority. She's not up herself because she is a good singer. She's a good soprano and she's a good dancer. It is that clear cut, plain and simple. And to her, it's clear cut by the sounds of it. And I will tell you something. The first time that I heard this little girl say out loud, really owning, I am good at something, it made me a bit uncomfortable. Like she was a show off or something? Yes, because I almost went to turn around and say to her, you are a good singer, but, you know, like make some kind of little joke around like keep a lid on it, doll. Because yeah. honestly, it made me feel a bit like, oh, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Well, or- stop for a second and think about what you were told. I know for me, I was told, 
oh, this one's never shy about telling you how she is. Do you know what I mean? Like that's oh, the reaction, and that's what you're trained. It's so scary. Even you're not even having kids, but in that environment, it already shows you how you go to be a mother, essentially, because you end up mirroring the way your parents were. It was it's such so a, terrifying. It was such a, an auto response in me to yeah. feel a uncomfortable and b almost to go and correct her on something that we're told you can't possibly say out loud that I am good at this and I it was making it's me, your parents it, it made me think about it I'm like where's the age right because you're so and she's probably on that borderline now where I reckon for me maybe it was because I was thinking like where is the point in age or in your Wait, life yeah, right yeah. where that pure truthfulness and honesty and being able to say that you're good at something is plain and simple because you are good at it, mm. not because you're trying to impress somebody or think your shit doesn't stink. Mm. She's good at it, so say it out loud. Mm. And I was thinking, where is that point as a little person or as a, especially for a, for a girl because we're taught that bossy is bad mm. or being up yourself is, you know, that's not a lovely trait to have. Well, owning your strengths a bit is being up yourself. When it, where is that point in life where – it clicks over and we're almost taught to play down where that tall poppy syndrome in this country in particular kicks in and we can't actually own or be frank about what our strengths are and they are strengths of hers. And I think for me it was, I reckon I was about probably 14 where I started to get shy. I knew deep down I was a good singer Mm. but would I ever say out loud if someone says, oh, can you sing? I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'll give it a crack or I'll try or, you know, because the part of me was like to, you should feel – that's a, you should be ashamed almost of saying out loud you're good at something because oh, you, you think you sew up yourself. And I was just like, well, how sad that our society and we all kind of – I don't even – I think it's further – I think it's your I think it's your home is a really big one. Not to then all of a sudden put the spotlight on your personal mum and dad. I think most mum and dads are doing that. Oh, I just remember that was my upbringing, like singing de- – and that was not any of my family. All my family's kind of like, you know, sport or no one was really creative or into drama or dancing or singing. There's not like a musical bone in any of my parents' body, you know, like – so I grew up with this mum and dad. I remember in dancing and singing concerts and things, I was so embarrassed. But every time they would force me to ask my teacher whether I was in the first or the second half, because if I was in the second half, well, they weren't coming to sit through the first half of the rest of the school. They would sneak in the back at the dark, in dark. What? Because, no, honestly, they didn't want to sit through the 45-minute first act if I wasn't going to be there. So I would have to go to my dancing teacher and like, oh, um, do you think with this um, your routine, do you think we'll be in the first or the second half of the concert? And, and then you'd they'd have be to like, go find out. Yeah, and then when I'd find out, I'd go home to mum and dad and they'd say, okay, well, if it starts at seven and you're in the second half, I guess we'll kind of sneak in at eight. So I wouldn't, they would, you know, like oftentimes I'm like, they would have just kind of snuck in, snuck in the back because God forbid they would sit through the first half of rando annoying kids. Look, I've been to a dancing concert that I'm not in. It's not easy, but you've just got to do it. But I remember coming out and I remember physically, I remember asking my dad, his way of showing affection was very like rough and it was kind of like, push down, push down, push down, where he's like, I'd be like, what did you think, Dad? And he was like, oh, it was a bit of a bit of a wank to me. You know, I think it's all, you know, these dancing wankers, you know, you know, all these singing, oh, so it's a bit of a, like that. And, and I was like, but, and he goes, oh, and, you know, you're, you're all right, I suppose. 
But that was almost his. That was a compliment to yeah. him. And to yeah, me, yeah. and you soft. He softened his voice. And that to was me, about it, yeah. to me, it makes me feel emotional saying it because I think that's just part of your childhood, and you just mm. think that that's normal. And now I look at that, and I'm like, that's not normal. To me, that was a compliment. To me, that was dad. You know, they were they would they were supportive because they were there and they were paying for the lessons. But it was never like it never came easy. Yeah, no. it was always I think, like. But look, I think I don't think there is a normal. I don't think there was every home was getting, especially if you're kind of, I don't know, Irish, like English, Catholic, whatever it is. That, that emotion definitely was charged out of them from their parents. Mm. So I don't, I don't know if it was normal for everybody to be. I mean, from my instance, my mum and dad, my, they were very encouraging. But I remember my dad not showing sometimes, mm. you know, and I'd be the same thing, kind of. Not because of the dancing thing, just because he's an, fucking unreliable. So I remember looking from the side, looking at the table to see if he mm. arrived. Like, so not to say, but I just think, mm. just so you know, I don't think it's always perfect in everyone's house. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it is interesting, the compliment thing, especially around performing arts, especially around people putting themselves out there. It makes you, know, you so like, vulnerable. Like, yeah, you're people so don't vulnerable. That. And I think it's different. It's it is it's different stuff. Like you know, playing sport as a part of a team, it's nervous and you get worried and all that kind of stuff. But there is something very different if you get a lead or you're in some kind of concert and you're Expressing singing there by yourself, yourself yeah, or yeah. you know, like it's uh, it's hardcore. And I don't think a lot of parents of our generation knew how to deal with that. Yeah. So anyway, this little girl has taught me more in the last. I don't know, a few weeks mm. than I ever thought that I would ever. And so you so think it's it's just... she's influenced your ability to sing for yourself? Totally. she's in Because I feel inspired by – she's 10. Yeah. I feel inspired by her, um, yeah, the pure kind of – You're not competitive with a 10-year-old, are you? No, not competitive at all. I just genuinely <laughs> like, am like – I'm interesting. No. I'm going to go retrain my sop part no. of my voice. <laughs> She's very good. No, but I feel I do feel inspired by that. Where it's like, don't don't shy away, and it can be yeah. as your intention comes through. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that everybody that says they're fucking amazing at things, you know, that can be Is, a different yeah. intention. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if you genuinely are thinking that you're pretty good at something, it just made me think less about it. I was like, it's actually quite quite simple, and and it also taught me that I was like, there are lessons if you're open enough. There are lessons everywhere in the most rando, least expected places ever. I think as well, though, uh, you know, it's been an interesting ride and I think sometimes you get on trains and trajectories that are other people's. You know, it's very easy to do that. So when you're on the right trajectory or on the right road, those things will pop up. Like it's not a coincidence that you're nannying this child. Like, and, Mm. you know, so it just means I think as well a really nice – um, universe love tap of saying yeah. you're on the right place. You're, you are in the exact place you're supposed to be. Totally. Because yeah. that stuff, those things, you know, people are like, oh, God, I don't really have those experiences. Often it's because you might be on the part, maybe you're not being honest with yourself of where you should be or what you should be doing or maybe you're supposed to do something else and it's scary and it's risky. But I think once you get onto that, trajectory that kind of road where you are a bit more aligned with what your road is not what 
my road is or the radio station's road or your parents' road that they mm. think you should be on, whatever it is, who, when you, whoever's listening thinks. It could be any road, a partner's road, whatever. Once you start to really kind of get aligned with your road, I think things like that happen where mm. you're put in the right places, you're surrounded by the right people, 10 years old, 50 years old. And little, yeah, little those little... Um, the lessons come lesson. shoving at you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. interesting because it's the scariest, most like... Um, uh, what's the word? It's the scariest, most uncertain time mm. in a lot mm. of ways mm. in my, not just career, but life where mm. I go, fuck, what's going on? I'm like, yet it's, I feel that you're right. The word aligned. I mm. feel very like sitting in my truth mm. of, you know, and kind of going, there's trust. And that's another reason I want kids. Oh, can't wait. Because they are magic and everybody thinks that, you know, there's some kind of perception that you lose your life and you do. But then you gain that. Mm. You gain inspiration from these little people too. Isn't that stunning? It is like, yeah, it's pretty stunning to think about. You come into this world, this perfect little, you know, non-self-conscious, not thinking about societal norms or gender things that are put on you or, you know, it's like you are just so purely perfect and mm. then it's almost like your life's mission right to get back to that place oh, and well, we I hear said that on the but show. we hear that we hear that so you so yeah. much about books you read or podcasts you listen to or whatever where it's like all of these things these this messaging from parents and blah 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 and what you're told you can and can't do it's almost like yeah your life's work to then get back to who you were when you were nine that's it I and I felt exact when I started to have proper breakthroughs of who I was a few years ago and I started to realize I was most comfortable in the kinds of things that I loved doing when I was seven or eight. Bookworm, on my own, creative, in my own world. Mm. You know, like didn't really need to be around everybody. We're Benjamin buttoning this shit. Yeah. You and I, oh, I'm trying to get back there. Yeah, and I think everybody should. Mm. I think have a think about what you were doing between kind of maybe five and six and ten and eleven. And there's a good chance there's a few things you were doing there that you probably would still like to be doing. Might even be just a painting class. I don't mm. know. Could be anything. Mm. But just go and have a crack at it. Might put you back on. I, I don't know. Awaken a passion that you don't. You don't, didn't know you were missing. And you don't have to make it your nine to five either. That's what I'm realizing too. Yeah, bloody. Oh, I don't even have a nine to. I'll never have a nine to five. <laughs> like that's. Just, well, the jig's up. <laughs> when Ben actually I'm said here. to me one time, he's like, "So, have you thought about what you might want to do?" And I'm like, "This is it. It's just <laughs> haven't figured out the next plan." So. I'm doing my show. Chrissy's still coming over. Um, I don't even know what you want me to say. That's it. We record nine to five. Will that make you happy? I think you just are so confused. Yeah, like yeah. people don't get it. No, nah, it's on the train. Yeah. He's, the train he's a creative now. peep, but in a very secure way. Yeah, true. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. to bring to the table the state of my pubes and how I feel like they're um, a reflection and an expression of my mood. Okay, so talk to us bit by bit and I want detail okay. about like w- the current state of your pubic hair situation. In our show notes, we will, just to not bore everybody that's listened to the show forever, we will put back a few uh, videos from our radio show mm. of me bringing the bush back and the conversation around that, which will just give you a little bit of context around the fact that I've always been a fan of the bush. What are you looking uh, In at? my mind, I was thinking, oh, where, where are we going to find those videos? Oh, because Chrissy does the no show shit, notes. No, shit, because I was like, oh, this is good on my work. I don't feel oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> Could you see my brain what, ticking? What do you want me to do? Oh, I don't know. Not say it. I'll just check. No, I'll just have to do keywords bush. Yeah. See how I go. Oh, yeah. Let me know if you fall into trouble. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm very good at searching. Make, oh, yeah, you are. I was going like, to say, what, make a video that no, I can then upload? help you find it. Yeah, right. There's definitely something there's somewhere. Be, yeah, there's been a history of you having hmm. a conversation around yeah, a bush. I yeah, I don't need, I don't want to yeah. go back through all of that. Yeah, cool. Um, but I think, and I can picture the video, so don't worry, I'm pretty sure it was filmed. Um, but I think the interesting thing is, I've always been a fan of a bush, but it was very, very clear that it was a manicured Pringle, we decided to call it. No, Dorito chip. Oh, sorry, Dorito chip. That's right. Because it's like an upside down triangle Mm. when I saw yours. It was very neat because we showed it in the pube photos. Yes, but I didn't, you know, I I tried it again uh, again on the show. I referenced it um, on the radio show and and spoke about how I did get it all taken off just for old time's sake because back in the day I used to get... Um, just I had a landing strip, but Brazilians like the rest of the bloody country. And so I decided just, you know, I was talking about all this stuff. One day I was like, maybe I'll just give it one last go, see how I feel. So you had a Fucking bush for years it. and years and years, then well, got it all say, ripped yeah, off? Three or four years, a maintained bush. And then I got it all taken off to see how I felt. And no, no, not for me. So that has then turned into a commitment, I suppose, or an investment into the manicured bush. I've always liked to have a bit of hair down there. And then I suppose it it's been an interesting year for me. As we've tracked on this show, lots of up and downs. I'm not going to keep going on about it, but it is a very big reference point to where your mood's at and how you feel about And your yourself. sex drive too. Well, my sex drive hasn't gone anywhere, that's for sure. Oh, um, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, I've, body act- I've actually lent more into that because I think I've needed that connection. Mm. It's a different kind of sex for me yeah. now. So it was more, much more needy. Much okay. more needy. Like I've, I actually found myself probably being over needy at times because I, I've needed that connection. I've really craved it, which hasn't always worked for the two of us because that's just not always on Ben's timeline. Mm, mm. Um, and also, I think people deal with stress differently, and we have had a stressful time, and that affects your partner too. Mm. So, not all of you want to. Le- not everybody wants to lean into sex when you're stressed. No. I think guys often like to lean out. I was about to say, I wonder if that because I would lean in more so too. Yeah. I wonder if that's a female v male. Well, I was just thing. talking yeah. to um, our Tanner about it too, and she said she was a bit like that, and it wasn't the case with her partner. So maybe it is maybe the it uh, is. chicks. With the, the um, more emote, like 
the emotional the emotional sex. Around, yeah. around sex than just yeah. physical, yeah. But at the same time, having said all that, um, there's been lots of different, uh, you know, different personal stuff that I've also been dealing with with my body, which I will share soon. So th- there has been things going on within my body that is out of my control, mm. and and sometimes that makes you feel uneasy, a bit of out of control, and if you're in pain or there's changes that you're not sure what's going on. You can sometimes, and I think if you're if you're suffering from endo or you've got any kind of physical pain or, um, you know, like different types of things that go on, maybe you have fallen pregnant, you know, there could be lots of different things that happen with female bodies that you tend to almost start not looking at yourself. What do you mean? And I don't know if a lot of people do this. Maybe there's not even changes in your body and it's just your mood. I don't know if you notice, but there'll be times where you properly look at yourself in the mirror like as you're naked getting changed or something or you mean? Just or just in your what? face, you know, okay. when you're brushing your teeth, there'll be times where you properly look down, almost like down the mirror into your eyes and just kind of notice yourself. Mm-hmm. And there'll be times where you'll be doing your makeup, doing your thing, kind of concentrating on what you're doing, but you're not really looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my pubes have turned into that a bit where they have grown out of control, like fucking out of control because... I haven't really been looking at myself properly. And I've noticed, I was like, shit, I've got to get onto this because if my partner let this happen to this extent, it almost was like you've lost a bit of, I don't know, kind of self-awareness. It's not so much about pubes have to be this way, but I think it's been reflective of where I've been in my mood Mm. that they've just kind of gone a bit AWOL. That's interesting because I'm thinking, I'm trying to relate to what you were saying and I think, yeah, I... I would totally agree with that and I think I've experienced that. Like the most out of control my pubes have been was when my relationship was at the worst. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know, there's almost this element of like not who, like why does it matter? But, yeah, like even a not awareness, you just look down one day and they're fucking wild. Exactly. And because I, think I, that- didn't even no- I didn't even notice. I was like, how long since I've had a wax? I don't know. You feel unconscious. Because you're not paying attention yeah. to your body. You're yeah. trying to kind of look elsewhere. And like I said, it hasn't been so much the sex thing for me where I haven't wanted to have sex. It's just more been an emotional thing, like where I, I suppose, have not wanted to address myself in ways. And if you kind of fall in and out of a bit of depression, like I think I have been, you know, not in a great place, probably maybe February, March in particular, Mm. where the firing really hit me Mm. quite bad. Um, I think I just just let those things go and I and I really want to say this and be very clear I don't think there's a way your pubic hair should grow but I think I know what I like and this has been out this is out of control for me Mm. so it's not about saying that if you've got massive pubes and you don't maintain them at all your mood is bad but for me You've, everyone's got their own kind of vibe that they have rocking down there and I feel like mine is out of control for me so therefore it's a bit reflective of where I've been personally and emotionally the last couple of months. Well, I also think the I also think change signifies things too, mm. whether it's emotional or physical, if there's a bit of change and not to say it's a good thing or a bad thing but just change is representative of things. Yeah. So if you're you're typically a happy person and then you're depressed, well, what's the deal? Or if yeah. you're typically – Yeah, and my pubes have reflected yeah. that. And if it's you're crazy. typically Brazilian, like no hair, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's a bush. It might now be that you're fully empowered in your hair but it's still a change that's yeah. symbolising something. Yes, some and I, shift. I do believe that our pubic hair 
is a very good demonstration of where you're at. So everybody think about where your pubic hair was six months ago and where your pubic hair is now. Maybe it's exactly the same and you're on the straight and narrow and you've you felt like you've had a good six months where everything's in order. Maybe you're like me where you were basically quite a small little triangle going on just to have some hair down there and, you know, enjoying your summer. But when we and say- And then you turn to May or June and you're like, whoa. But when we say out of control, like how, like out of control are we talking? Well, it's onto my legs. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like if I wear knickers, even kind of full briefs, it's hanging out there like my mum. What about out of bo- what out of bo- boy legs? Boy legs would cover it though, yeah. Yeah, boy yeah, legs. Just checking. I, I was like, think they Jesus can actually, can they? Actually, I did think the other day. Yeah, I reckon they could go. How fuck can they grow? Can anyone tell us? Has anyone tried to grow their pubes out? Or are very happy having their pubes that that long? Like it's this again. There's no right or wrong here, but I yeah, I've got to work it out. So I'm going to. And we're going to. New York at the end of June. We're having a couple weeks break of this show, um, a summer holiday. Yes, Queen. Which is in winter. Yeah. I'm having a summer holiday. You'll be in New York. Yeah. I'll be here in um, winter. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, we're having a mid-year break, let's call it, um, and I need to sort this out so in time for that because I want to be ben, his ben, fucking Soho on a rooftop bar yeah. with a freaking a pool that I'm making a name up to get into. And a Dorito chip pube. That's Maybe what you even need. less. I think Christ. I need to just so, strip it right back. So, but like, is your partner? He's Ben hasn't said anything, noticed anything. Like, oh do you have a laugh about it? I've also like, spoken about this on the show. Like, I don't think guys give a fuck as long as there's a way in. Yeah. I played Truth or Dare with guys on the weekend, and I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, I haven't told you this. What that you are now eighteen, <laughs> and my mate asked. They said truth, and she goes. Do guys like care about whether girls are maintained? And I was like, oh. And they're like, nah, well, I mean, people are human, really, aren't they? Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's a fair good response. It was but quite a good response. It's my point. Like, they're kind of like, I'm not going to, yeah, I probably prefer this, but I'm, but I'm also don't feel like I have a right to say it's your what body. Am I now? Mine is just always in the same state. A bit sparse after the laser, mm-hmm. but just straight. <laughs> What are you doing I'm to yours now? Nothing. Because it's laser, right? But you've just got them randomly everywhere. It's all underneath, man. The top's like pretty good, but uh, like. Oh, and that's where the business is. Yeah, no so shit. going down on you. That's, that's terrible. Like... It's bad. Oh. The top's fine. But, you but can't I don't see. I don't slice that with a razor down there. You've got to be very careful. I don't Some s- people's yeah. um, clit hang out. So yeah. you can't just be. Well, yes. Yours does. It's an Audi, is it? <laughs> it's an Audi, but there, yeah. You've got to be careful yeah, with that should, razor. You've got to tuck if in. you've got a Venus, like, just be careful. Those things are wide. I've got a Mac 3, and I'm sure that doesn't belong down there. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to end this podcast. Rate or review us if you like. We'd really appreciate it. And if not, see ya. <laughs> Jam friend up tomorrow. See you guys. Bye. You know what our fave time of the week is? That is when we get to go live with you, our posse, and chat about whatever you guys want. We absolutely love going live on Facebook, but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us, the Thinker Girls on Facebook. Yeah, we get to say hello to you, give you guys an update on hashtag our lives, and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us. So once a week, make sure that you hang in on the Thinker Girls Facebook page to find out when you can find us. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 